what excites you about it? Just tell me something among those miracles. Yes, darling. His authority. That is incredible. Were you not challenged by his authority? He went into the synagogue and preached. He saw a demon possessed, but he didn't worry himself. Yeah? He wasn't a demon chaser. And he touched the world. And when that demon in the man charged, he commanded that evil spirit to live instantly. And the people said, he preaches with authority. Even demons submit to him. Let me help us understand something there which can help you operate. Why was Jesus able to command that spirit and the spirit left instantly? You will recognize that many of us, if we are preaching and somebody became violent, the first thing that will come to our mind is the law. Isn't it? Or apprehend him. We will have taken our eyes away from the word. Okay? And then we want to attend to the physical. And that is one of the things that hinder divine authority. The focus is the word. When you are preaching the word, nothing else matters. Are you together? So if anybody manifests a spirit at a time the word is going, what anybody in the world should do is to rebuke that spirit instantly. It will happen if you do so. It will happen if you do so. You know one thing about Jesus that I love so much is that he's, he's never carried away by spectacular. And I always warn you about this. I told you the story of the madman who came to my meeting in Lagos. All right? The way I handle that madman, what I always think in my head is this. In every situation, how would Jesus have reacted? So when I understand how he will react, that's what I follow. And each time I follow the pattern, I got the results that Jesus got in the scriptures. People were running all over for a madman. While I was preaching about the supremacy of the name of Jesus and a madman entered the church, what do you think? It can be for nothing than the fact that Jesus wanted to confirm that what this man is saying, that's the truth. Alright? The authority of Jesus Christ. The boldness and confidence of Jesus Christ. Because the madman, I would have thought that, oh, you know, madman can just come and rack you or beat you or, or, or hurt you or hit you with something. No, 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 he cannot. He cannot. I remember also when I was in Togo with Pastor Dapo. And, I, and the unction of God was upon me to heal the sick. Then we saw, we saw a cripple. So when we saw the cripple, we were driving, and the unction of the Lord was upon me to heal the sick. And you recognize that that's another thing with Jesus that you must learn. When the unction comes, it's different from when you are praying by faith. Okay? When we talk about, the Bible says, and it's pre- the, the presence of the Lord, the, the power of the Lord was present to heal the sick. Alright? 
I will take that into what I really want to show you today about Jesus Christ. You know what makes you understand a presence? It's relationship. If I relate with you so much, when, if I feel your presence, I can tell. If, if I walk past a corridor and my wife comes behind me, she can see my husband had just passed here because of my smell. All right? That's why my wife doesn't want anyone to know the perfume I use. Is that not interesting? So I have some secret perfume I use because she says she only wants to smell that in me and that's it. So if you see any perfume in my hand and you buy it, I don't smell like that. I smell some other place. Wait. Okay? So what I'm saying is that because she is close to me, she has fellowship with me, my presence she can recognize. The same thing if my wife's presence is somewhere, I will know it. It's relationship. Now, in this church, those of you who have been, or, or you know, the rest of the team from Tabernacle Church, if you are waiting in this hall and you had my voice there, you can see that's apostle there. You haven't seen me, but because you are used to my voice, because my voice is my signature. The way I will construct my sentence, the way I will, I will, the tone in which I will speak, you can see that is apostle. So is the Lord. So is the Lord. When you pray so much, spend good time seeking his face. When his presence comes, you will be able to tell that the presence has come, and you'll be able to tell what the presence has come for. So if it's a presence for prophetic, you write into it, and you won't get it wrong. If it's a presence to heal the sick, touch any sick person, it doesn't matter how terribly, how terrible their illness is, they will be instantly healed. Alright? So, about Jesus Christ, we found out that Jesus, because he's so acquainted with the Father, when the presence to heal came, he knew it. The place where he told them that the presence of the Lord was here to heal the sick. And then that was when the paralytic was healed. Okay? The same time when he came into the church, and a demon possessed, manifested, he rebuked the spirit. The one of Pastor Dapo is what happened was that I gave him the camera that God had told the intercessors in London that on that trip I will see a, a, a great miracle, a notable miracle. So when we left Lagos, we were looking for the notable miracle as we are coming because intercessors in London, God told them on this trip God would do some notable miracles. So I'll be asking the Lord as we are moving that when I see a conjugation of people, I say, Lord, is that? The place, the Lord said no. And we kept moving from Lagos to the Republic of Benin. Every junction like that, we'll be asking God until we got into Togo. And then we went into a place called Aneho Lume. And we turned towards Agwe and we went to that village. And when we got to the Klologo village, a cripple was creeping on her bones. And when I saw the cripple, the unction of the Lord came upon me to heal. I said, Park your car and let's go and get that woman walking. Alright? Why didn't I think that what about if she doesn't work? You can have option of, of such thoughts. It's not possible. Relationship. 
We went. They were knocking the door. I was standing with Pastor Dapo and Pastor Johnson. They were knocking the door. Then the madman charged from the marketplace and he was running towards us. Violent madman. You know? And himself and the team of ministers around me, they were in front of me. They ran towards my back as if they were going to run with the people. The people were running past us. And I told them that if a madman is chasing you, you must be more mad. Stand here. This is the question. Why should a madman run towards us strangers in a strange village if it is not that the spirit in him recognized us? You know, read in the book of Mark, when the madman saw Jesus, he ran to Jesus. Can you imagine Jesus running away now? Okay? Why should I not think contrary to the way I thought. Because he ran to Jesus and Jesus dealt with it. So how can a madman be running to me? And God told me he would do a notable miracle and the miracle is coming and I ran away from it. How could I dare think that the madman would, would use his axe to slice my head? How is that rational? The man has spirits that lives in his body but what made him mad and what made him violent and what made him running towards us with his arms, whether axe or cutlass, whatever he was holding, is there not some spirit in him? Come on now, let's talk. All right. Why did I leave London to go to that village? Is it not to bind evil spirits? So now evil spirit is now running towards me and I run. Can you imagine that? Is that does it jail? He doesn't care. So, I have no option to think different on that occasion than the fact that this is what happened to Jesus and that is what is happening to me and the man will be set free. And he was set free on the spot. I didn't have to pray over him, pray for hours. I just lay hands on him, I rebuked the spirit. I said, get up and he was back to sanity. And I took him, put him in my car because he's a madman. He doesn't have house, he doesn't have family. Which means, if it was Jesus that healed a man who has nothing like that, what will he do? Where Jesus sleep that night? He sleeps. So then, when the ministers with me crossed the barrier of fear, ah, Danny, how did this happen? How it happened in the scriptures? What about this man? He's now a member of our family. They get home, went to crusade, sat in beside me, Went home in my car beside me. One of the pastors, when I got home with them, where we would stay, they gave everybody room. I said, okay, let this man sleep with you. They said, no, 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 no. Instantly and sharply, they said no. And I said, why? They said, he's a madman. I said, you are looking at him with what he was. I said, but this man is healed. Oh, yes, he's healed. But... What about in the night? What about in the night? What about <laughs> the madman? What about? All right. And, um, you know, I have a, a Pastor Johnson who was always, he was like my Peter. If I take a step, Johnson have no fear. 
If I jump from that place, he will jump after me. Once I have jumped, he will jump. So, I now said, okay, this man now will sleep in my room. And Pastor John said he will sleep with, them, with me in the room. And I said to him, that, just take your time. And they spread out nets and stuff. And I told John, I named him John. And I said, good night. And I slept. I slept on my bed by the wall window. He slept on, my, on the floor side. And I told them, this is how I think. They thought, but he's still mad. Oh, he was healed, but he was just healed. Hmm? Maybe in the midnight, those demons can come back again. <laughs> that's what they were thinking. You know, sincerely, some of you, that's what you would think, really. Some of you will not, you will not sleep till morning. You'll be opening your eyes. Where is he? I slept very sound. And Pastor Johnson slept very sound. And I told them, these are my thoughts. But adventure, what you are saying is correct. That is, let's assume that a demon or some demons thought in their head, let us go back there. Eh? And I am sleeping there. I wonder how they could come in. If I am sleeping in a room, even if a man is mad and is there, and I'm sleeping there, I have confidence that those mad spirits will shut their mouth and they will not want to wake me up at all. That is my own mind, Seth. But the old man said is that, what about, what about, what about what? He wakes up in the evening and then he starts marrying about, he stabs them, he kills somebody. Not with me. The Lord said to my Lord, sit down. It comes by relationship. Not anointing. A songwriter says, when we walk with the Lord in the light, of his word what a glory he sheds on our way when we do his good will he'll abide with us still and with all who will trust and obey trust and obey for there is no other way to be happy, Jesus, but to trust. You know, there's a song that says in my language, Where can we not live on earth? On the hilltop or in the valley? In the desert or in the wasteland? There is no fear. Jesus is with us. I cannot believe anything different. That anywhere I enter, angels of God are going with me. Anywhere I sleep, they are there. They don't change God. God did not send them to the earth to depart before my death. They cannot depart until I die. When I die, they take me in my hands, take me to my resting place. You have your angels with you. Who were born, when you were born, the angels were dedicated, they, 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 they assigned to you. I taught you that in the ministry of angels. 
throughout your life, they work with you everywhere. That's the reason why if a Christian walks in ungodliness, you repel them away from you. Ungodliness is like a magnet. You know, when you have magnet that, you know, two, two same poles, they repel. Okay? So when you live in especially conscious sins, you repel the angels away from you. The more you live in a sin, the farther away they are. That's why sometimes Christians have crash accident and they die because the, the ministering spirit is far from them. Okay? But if they are with you, close to you, forget it. If somebody carries a pickaxe to cut your head, they put their hands there, they will never touch it. You just see the person's hand move to the other side. Angels don't struggle. Whatever they think in their minds, what they claim in the physical. I would mean now. I remember I was preaching in CAC one day. During this crusade I was doing there. And some witches had a meeting that they should paralyze me. And they went to their meeting the night before. And I came in as I was preaching. Suddenly, they sensed the paralysis. That spirit came into the church. Like a rushing wind. And as I was speaking, suddenly I started to speak. I was preaching, but my tongue changed to tongues. You know, as I'm speaking to you now, I'm not speaking in tongues. Eh? And I was saying to myself, that, what are you doing? But I wanted to speak in English, but I couldn't speak English. I was speaking in tongues. And as I started to speak in tongues, a prophet there started speaking, another prophet over there, a man and a woman, and then the power of God moved all over the whole place, and people started speaking in tongues, the saints, but the witches were shaking like that, physically. Because they said, and one of them began to prophesy, alright, and then the other one, after they finished, the male prophet prophesied, the prophetess started speaking. What happened was that suddenly, as I started speaking in tongues, the angels that were that are assigned to me held their hands. When they saw this paralysis, they held their hands like that. The four of them, one here, one here, one here, one at my back, and they held their hands like that. And they turned into a wild wind around me. Okay? As I was moving, there was a heavy wild wind around me. But that wind, when the paralysis hit the wind, it sent it back with a terrible speed. Two people saw it, the witches who did it. So they were so scared to death that what will happen to them now? They believe I saw everything, but I did not. But the prophets saw it too. And they, they came up and said all what they saw. And the witches started to confess without anybody manipulating or touching them. Relationship with God is the key. You know, your Christianity should change from theory. Jesus said to Peter, do you love me more than all this? Peter said, I do love you. He said, feed my sheep. In other words, make them into what I've made you. Let me sing that song for you. That song said, Ni bolako legbelaye loro kita bipetele ni agiju atagbala Ose uje suwa nibe. Alleluia. 
Ayo luje pastor Sidi come here. There you are your wife. They disturb my preaching. Hallelujah. Ayo luje. We motiri dari jiba ni bikibi ti mubawa kose uje suwa. You know what he's saying? He says, anywhere I am, there's no problem. Jesus is there. Do you have that confidence? Say amen. And it says, hallelujah, for I have been forgiven. I thank God that I have been forgiven of my sins. So wherever I am, there is no problem. Jesus is there. Either on the mountain, on the low ground valley, in the desert, or in the palace. Relationship with God. But you know something about relationship with God? It's not pluralistic. It is singular. You have to work out your salvation with great fear. and trem- So we're looking at, beginning said, the authority with which Jesus spoke. That is very challenging. But I'm trying to help you understand what is behind such authority. It's not anointing. It's relationship. <laughs> it's relationship. It is just relationship. Every one of you can do what I, what I did. When you are in relationship and you are working in confidence in God, the Holy Spirit will not permit you to have second thoughts. You get it now? Madman come. People are running. Stood. Looked at him. Sit down. And he fell to the ground. Boom. Okay? He has to. Why? Because I said so. I'm preaching the word of God. Finished preaching the word of God, looked at him and I said, Out in the name of Jesus. He went flat on his back. From a distance, I picked my Bible and went away. Would I think that if I say to come out, what about if he doesn't? It's not possible. I don't think a general in the army would tell a recruit to stand to, to, to attention and who think that the Ruku will not be I don't think it's part of the contemplation because it's just impossible in the army I would together now it's relationship it's relationship relationship gives you confidence that what the Bible claims what the Bible says is true so anywhere you are Jesus is there, the angels of God are there Anything you speak in God, I've said it, when you speak God, then the earth will respond. If you speak man, then nothing happens. What makes you speak man rather than speak God is lack of relationship with God. If you doubt, it's because they don't have a relationship. Remember Mark uh, 9, 19? What Jesus said, shall we read it together? 
Can you? Do you understand that? How long can I put up? It means that no matter how born again you are, if you are fit, faithless, you put Jesus off. Hmm? What makes you put him off? What makes you faithless? Because you concentrate, you take away your eyes from Jesus and you concentrate on yourself. Your ability, what you can do, what you cannot do, and it fails you. You've forgotten that you have more around you who are unseen and who have the power to do anything. They can do anything. Those angels can do anything. There is nothing under heaven angels cannot do. Nothing. They cannot do. They can destroy. They can bring back to life. Angels can do anything. And they don't need to struggle to do it. Are you with me now? So your confidence in the Lord must be solid. The relationship must be deep. There's one more thing that I would tell you that uh, uh, baffles me or amuses me in this Mark, the beginning of Mark. Look at the story of when Jesus Christ went to when Jesus Christ was going to heal the paralytic that they broke the roof. You remember? Let me read from verse 2 of chapter 2. It says, A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered Many gathered that there was no room for them. There was room left. Not even outside the door. So the house was jammed. And he preached the word to them. So anytime Jesus had an opportunity, he doesn't waste time talking, he preaches. I would gather. If you have an opportunity to talk with someone, tell him about Jesus. Instead of allowing the devil to engage you, talking about people, talking about stuff, you don't have that time anymore. Anytime Jesus was with people, he spoke about the kingdom. Now look at what happened here. It says in verse 3, some men came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof uh, above Jesus and after digging through it, it lowered or through it, it lowered the man, the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. Verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, can we see this? When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, I want to listen more attentively from this very one. This is where we're going. Jesus said your sins are forgiven. Now, watch what happened thereafter. Now, some teachers of the law were there, were sitting there, thinking to themselves, this is in their thoughts. Why does this fellow talk 
like that. Is blaspheming who can forgive sins but God alone. They are thinking. They didn't open their mouths. But in their mind, they were deliberating that this is heresy. How dare him? But watch this. Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit out of knowledge. You can know in your spirit what other spirits are saying. I love it. You know, the word of spirits is not audible. The word you speak has become the word of man where you speak out. But when you're thinking, it is not the word of man, it is the word of your spirit. Jesus can know what somebody sometimes is thinking in his spirit. That is Jesus in the physical. You can also. You can also. It walks by discernment and word of knowledge. You can, you can download word for word what a man is thinking before you. Listen to me. You have the power to know the mind of man. Now, talkless, the spirit realm around you. You can access it and understand what is going on and come back into your body. You can. Everyone born again can. It is an amazing experience, I tell you. I have had it a good number of times, severally. It is an amazing experience when someone sits before you and is lying. And you knew all what he's saying. Sometime and the Lord did not permit you to even reply him. And you knew he was lying. And he would finish and go and think he, you know, he has just sold you a good lie. You can read the spirit of man. When someone is planning an evil thing in the church, when you are preaching something and some fools, they might have gone away thinking something and you can read it. You can. By the spirit, if somebody is occult and is standing before you, you can penetrate into their spirit and see all what is in there, what they are saying, what they are thinking, and know what they want to do. So sometimes we speak them out as word of knowledge because our spirit receives something of the spirit and then we utter it. Okay? Some of that time we speak it by the gift of discernment. But your ability to exercise your spirit in this dimension comes from relationship. It is from relationship. One thing you must not forget during this meeting is this. <laughs> you leave this meeting and make sure you don't treat your relationship with God anymore. Don't bargain your relationship with God. Anything that will wreck your relationship with God, cut it off. Relationship that you know always challenge your commitment to God, 
Just tell the person, sorry, I can't be your friend forever. Even if you repent. Because people who decide to give their mind to such debaseful thing, they never repent. I would gather, it's better for you to go to heaven with one hand or one leg than to go to hell with two legs. So, if there's anything we are getting away from here, we want to make sure, as much as we can, we keep our relationship with the Lord untouched. So, I will just read that scripture to verse 8. Verse 7 says, Why does this fellow talk like this? And verse 8 says, Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? <laughs> I'm sure that those Pharisees, they will start to shake. <laughs> you know? When Jesus just looked at them and said, are you thinking these things? Which is easier? To say to the paralyzed, your sins are forgiven. Or to say, get up, take up your mat, and walk. Can you imagine? Those Pharisees will wish that the earth will swallow them up there. You know, Because they are before people. Are you know Pharisees? You know, they are so dignified people. Highly respected people. They believe that they are perfect and they never have faults, you know. Now, to come and say that before the people is disgrace to them. They will not, they can't be right. So when Jesus confronted them, they will be shaking so much. Then they now went from fry pan to fire. Because he said that sins are forgiven. It's only God who can forgive sins. But now he's talking, telling our mind. He's now reading our spirit. So if it's not God, who is he then? He's not only God who can read the mind of a man. It went from saying your sins are forgiven to telling us what we are even thinking. And I'm sure that all of them will stop thinking because now there is no hiding place. Before him, you can't speak. Before him, you can't think. Everything you are, he will just say it. My, I love Jesus for that. Then he says, get up, take your mat and walk. Say, but then, that you may know that the Son of Man has authority one out of forgive sins. Then he looked, he said to the man, paralytic, I tell you, get up. Take your mat and go home. Can I say something to you also in this before we close that chapter? Jesus said to him, your sins are forgiven because the sickness came because of sin. Sin causes sickness, affliction. I told you. you know, if Satan wants to access us, he will, he will lure us into regular sin. And each time he lures us in, our God will begin to open and crack. And he will look for a place he can come in and crack it more and more. And when we have sinned enough, he will access into our body. But you know something, the devil? If the devil access the body, he will take you serious suffering to get him out. It is easier to resist the devil than to remove him from a territory. He's more sacrifice. Are we together now? So, but Jesus Christ said to him, your sins are forgiven, but yet he was still paralyzed. Is that not interesting? And your sins are forgiven, but he was still paralyzed. Because sin, though it is a gateway for affliction, but the wages of sin 
is that. Okay? So when it says it's forgiven, it is expiation for death. But it is not bringing health to the body. A person whose sins have been forgiven can still be afflicted in his body. What brings affliction in the body? Speak the word to it. And Jesus divided the line there. If you are seeking your body, therefore, don't say that the Lord knows. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Command your sickness to leave your body. Open your mouth and speak. Sickness have ears. That's why they have names. Anything that has a name can hear. Even metal, they hear. Metal hear. Our own fathers in, in Africa, before we became born again, my father will speak to a metal. The metal will be jumping up like this. If he doesn't have air, what is jumping in, in, a, in, a, in an iron? Iron talk. As one of the ministers of God I have been, I've worked with before, he was a magician. When he gave his life to Christ, his name was Muritala. The fathers who brought him to Christ, they told him, bring all your, all your, all your idols. He brought them, huge idol. And said, they said to him, put fire in them. And one of the graven image stood up in the midst of the fire. Okay? A molded image. Shigiri, they call it. And he spoke in Yoruba language. He said, Murita Lai did not sign this agreement with you. He ran out of fire. Graven image. And Baba said to him, carry him with your hand. Throw him back and say, I reject you in the name of Jesus. He took that image. He threw it back into the fire. The image fell into the fire. He got up again. He ran out of the fire and shouted, I did not sign this agreement with you. Third time. He took that image and said, I reject you in the name of Jesus, and then it burns. What has a name? Your sickness has a name. It can hear your voice. Curse it to die. Curse it to die. If you shall say to this mountain, be removed. It shall be removed. If you say the move and you say, I say to him again, I say be removed. In your city, you say to it again, I said be removed. And you don't say, if you continue to say that and you did not do it, it shall come to pass that it shall be removed. But you must continue to speak to it. Fear nothing if you can still call the name Jesus. <laughs> Even if your mouth is paralyzed and you can still call him in your heart, it will lose that tongue altogether. These are the gems I learned from the book of Mark 1 and 2. Is that not amazing? Let's stand up together. Now we come to the table of the Lord. What a great time to finish these great days on the Lord's table. I want to thank God for the privilege of knowing him. Shall we together please? We must worship you, our God.
We thank you for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus.